What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Mantalic Podcast. Today, we've got Callum Watkins on, one of the best podcast guests we've had on, one of the most open podcast guests we've had on the Mantalic Podcast. And apologies about the sound. The sound isn't the best quality that we'd expect from Dom, you know, sound engineer of Mantality. But I messed up the sound, I messed up the recording, so we have fallen back on the backup recording, which was with the Evolve members live. Uh, so apologies if the sound isn't what you're used to, but it is a flipping good podcast, a very open podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. We are closing the membership for Evolve so we can fully serve those who are in it right now. There are some guys that are shaping their behaviours to the version of themselves that they want to be in the world. So we are smashing that. Shout out to Sam Sterling, shout out to Scott Pancholi, Simon Russell, Rob Molyneux, Dave Allen. These guys are implementing the habits to do something, to make a dent in the world as a version of themselves that they want to turn up as, as a man that can look in the mirror at the end of the day and know that they are killing it. So we're closing that. It will be open sometime later in the year for another cohort of men to join it. And I want to talk to you about the Thursday meetups because that is a chance to physically be in the mentality realm We've done a lot online lately, but physically we're going to be doing the workouts, we're going to be doing the cold dips, we're going to be doing the breath work, and we're going to be doing the chatting, we're going to be having a laugh, and we're going to get physical, so can't wait for that. I hope I didn't scare anyone away, it's just going to be chilled out, a chilled out day. Stay tuned for those, and let us know if you're up for them, the free, and we'll get it on. We're going to get a podcast on. All the best. Enjoy it. Speak soon. Real time. Let's go. Let's go. Callie, Callie Watkins, Callum Watkins is here. I said that I'd try and do a freestyle intro um, from remembering it. Callum Watkins is my ex-teammate for Leeds Rhinos. He has won three grand finals, so it's one more than me. Bastard. Um, <laughs> he's, won, he's won two Challenge Cups, that's one more than me. And he has won a World Cup Challenge and he's World Cup finalist in England Rugby League. World Cup finalist. He's a top bloke. He's played over in Australia um, for the Gold Coast Titans. And he's now currently playing at Salford. Salford Red Devils. How the hell are you, my mate? Yeah, really good, mate. Yeah, really good. Um, pleasure to be here, mate. It's, it's good. Be here. It's, it's, it's about time we've been around the houses. Carl's been the other side of the world. Um, I've dropped out of the game <laughs> and we're finally getting to a podcast. Yeah. And Cal, just for the listeners, um, obviously the, the guys on the live podcast unit, Cal is on the Resilience Challenge now, taking part, um, enjoying it. Yeah. 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 The, 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 the thing was the uh, the cold showers at the Thursday. <laughs> yeah. I think I think a lot of people would have been more wasting time. They would have wasted time to debate yeah. whether to get in the shower or not. Yeah. And for me, it just takes one thing, it just takes one thing, and I'll do it. And then, it, yeah, and it then comes, you've done it. Then I've done it, then I know I can 
I could do it, really. So on the challenge, isn't it? Yeah, so big challenge. <laughs> putting the challenge out there. I don't know if did I put a disclaimer or a warning that it takes a debate going through the fear, going through the inner monologue. It's going. Are you doing this? Do you need to do a cold shower? <laughs> Yeah. Do you, why do you just have a warm one like why, that? Yeah. <laughs> why would you do that? Why would as stupid as that? Um, but Cal's obviously plucked up the punch. He knows me and Jamie Jones with Cameron have been a little bit crazy doing them in the past. We've done them for the last two or three years. Cal's joined it. Cal's joined the challenge. And I was just saying, I said on Instagram um, that I had such a boost of energy and felt really proud felt really happy that that you joined the challenge yeah if that makes it like yeah just journey we've shared playing journey we've had as we believe players as mates teammates we've we've seen a lot probably yeah. in, in our career and as I've come away from the game um, in in fashion that I've never planned and um, never imagined Cal coming onto the course, Sean Munt's come onto the course, George Riley. And it's quite nice to have a collision of both worlds, if that makes sense. Like yeah. mentality, I've always been fanning around with mentality, Cal, you know, for a few years. Yeah. But collision of both worlds and, 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 and seeing, well, what did you think about it? What have you thought about the challenge? Like, how, how was it feeling three days in? No, I'm really enjoying it at the minute. I think, I think it's really important that, um, the whole, you know, the whole app of it all and being able to express your feelings with having them freeway checking, especially not on the morning, it gets you something to think about when you wake up, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, look, I really enjoyed it. I'm, for me, it's just about being honest, about being honest about yourself, about however you're feeling. And it's been really good, a good, a good scene of everybody that's yeah. that's just telling telling them everybody how they're feeling. Because yeah. you get a lot of people in, on there that are saying that they're tired, they feel anxious, and, they, and then, like it's hard to sometimes that's hard to explain that to anybody. Yeah. They, they can cover it. I'm, I'm probably in the past I've been pretty big on that, just covering mm. if I'm feeling a certain type of way, I'll cover it and think well, I'm all right. But game face, yeah, the game yeah. face kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I've probably mastered that yeah. quite a lot. But this gives me the challenge to then put myself out there. Mm. Like you say, you've mentioned about being vulnerable mm -hmm. and being able to express your, your, your feelings to everybody because you're going to get support because mm -hmm. everyone's trying to help each other. Mm -hmm. But the, the majority of the situation is going to be helping yourself mm -hmm. become better and be able to manage your issues, you know? Yeah. That's something that I've had to, to deal with for, for a long time. I felt doing this is another step forward. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. years gone by, I probably would have rushed it yeah, 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 yeah. I just carried on. Too. Yeah, but I know that I know that my mindset and my mental health is in about a good place. So mm. I'm able to challenge myself a little bit more, which is which is great. So I'm enjoying it a little bit. I like that, mate. Yeah. I like that. I think the the free word checking is a big thing. Because I think it's just not it's alien for people to actually take take a second and like just register how they're actually feeling. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it might, oh, I don't really feel much, or but sometimes you might think, oh, yeah, I'm a bit anxious, actually. I've got a bit of a stirred-up feeling in my belly, um, and so I'm a bit nervous, but I don't know quite what about. But then you might also feel a bit grateful about something as well. It's yeah. like, and then the main thing for why I talk about it, or why I, I, I think it's a good thing to do, 
is because you realise that it's transient. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Two hours later, if you did a three-way check, it'd be completely different. Yeah. Or it yeah. Do you know, it's like, it's, it's, quite, it's quite nice to see that and it's flipping great to have you on challenges. Yeah, mate, it's quality. It's, um, it's great to have a lot more uh, people getting involved as well, I think. Yeah. Started off with this uh, evolved program. Yeah. Data yeah. and stuff like that helps you out with that. Yeah. Um, this resilient challenge is uh, building. It's building, mate. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna lead on to more things that we can mm. we can work on. And yeah. No, well, this this situation has been been really good for me. Yeah. It's gonna help a lot of people. Trust me, there. You do fantastic job. Thank you, sir. Thank yeah. you. Um. So Cal's obviously Cal's stepping into to that world and, and obviously mental health awareness week this week you've put out something yourself um, an Instagram page like I'm excited to see where that goes yeah. um, and and where it develops what like when was it for you that in amongst all of this stuff that, that, that you've done that you've, you've, like, as I say at the intro you've won that many things you've, you've you're, uh, I said on an intro video, you're a freak. That's a compliment in rugby league. That's a compliment in rugby league. He's a, he's a freak. Literally, just without doubt, one of the best fucking players ever that I've ever played with. Um, but you realised as you've gone on that it's not just as easy as turning up and putting boots on and playing. Like, what is it for you where, or when did it start to think, like, okay, there's a bit going on for me here that. Is not as simple as, as what it has been before, you know, like with, with mental health and, and the tough stuff. Like, when is it that you started thinking, all right, there's a bit going on, uh, you know, it's challenging me? Um, strangely enough, it was probably around 2014, 2015. Uh, probably during the two, well, my son was born in 2013, so I was 22 at the time. So mm. I had to grow up pretty quickly from that. Um, I wasn't in my, my relationship that long. There's only about a year or so on with that. With that. So um, we both had to grow up pretty quickly from that. But then I think just adjusting to being a father and uh, adding on to um, playing and performing week in, week out, I think I struggled adjusting to that. But strangely enough, 2015 was a big year in terms of basically recognising that I did have an issue. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was playing probably my best on the field. But at home, I was, I was struggling really bad, you know. Um, I wasn't proactive enough. I wasn't doing enough with my kids. I was uh, I was quiet. I was silent with, with my wife. And, well, we got with my girlfriend at the time. But, um, and basically, don't, well, she, she would say, uh, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. And um, you know, basically, what's up, you know. And that's something that I realised that for a couple of years I was in denial about it. I just thought, my character, I'm pretty laid back as it is, but I didn't realise that when I do have conversations, I like to go deep, you know, like deep into conversation. I like to talk to somebody. I don't like the small, the small kind of talking, that's it. Like I want if you if you've got something like a like an objective or anything that pops up, then um you want to go deep into it, um, so that 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 comes with um, talking to a lot of people that I trust as well, and there isn't many, mm. so that probably stopped me from opening up around that time. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I realised I had an issue, and I was struggling massively with 
I didn't, it, it, it was depression, but also anxiety, but I didn't trigger that till a little bit later on yeah. about anxiety. But I was always worried about things, people's reactions, mm-hmm. but even like uh, telling my mum that, you know, mm-hmm. because we ended up connecting a lot more from that, from me telling her how I felt because she's been through it before herself, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that, you know? Yeah. But as soon as I opened up, then she was able to, to help me and push me to get the help that I needed, really. And, and Soph did the same as well for me. You know, Soph's been, Soph's been great. Yeah. And, and she's had to deal with that as well, with me having issues and men, mental health issues. Like, as a wife, you've got a uh, partner, you, you have to be dealing with that as well, yeah, which yeah. is going to make an effect on everybody else. So, yeah, um, around about 2015, that's when I really decided to get help. And um, it helped massively because during the week I trained, and then on Wednesday, I'd go see a counsellor to talk to. And it made me feel 100 times better. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and I think that's the reason why I played even better on the weekend, because I had that session on, on, on the Wednesday, knowing I'm playing on Friday night, mm-hmm. and, I was, and I was in a great, in a watch yeah. better mood. Yeah. And then rugby's my therapist, so it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. building myself up off the field, and then on it, it, it just sounds massive. And you see what happened that year, it was just incredible, yeah. wasn't it? So. Yeah. But you, I, know, I know you went through some dark times at yeah. the end of it because you you probably had your best season that year as well. So yeah. it's crazy, isn't it? Um, it's, it's, it's mental, mate. It's mental. And it, it, it's strange. Like, I'm sure people think it's strange like the fact that you were that like, good on the field. Like, but people just don't... People don't know. You know, people just can't... They don't see the home life. They don't see the... The anxiety is the bits in between it um, that can go on away from, you know, short time or game day or, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and I think for me, for me, I think it was a, um, you said something there that made, made me sort of realise that sometimes it's like you only sort of pick apart what's, how you felt when you're looking back on it, yeah, or like you, you know, you're coming through the other side, or you will hear something that can help you. Sort of, oh, that's how I feel, or that's what I've been feeling like for the last few months. Or I can remember being younger. I never sort of put it down to like mental health or just needing to do something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just, I just wonder. I just wonder like how much of the pressures of, of playing. Can weave its way into it as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I, 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 yeah, I think so. Because mm. when we've been probably the same situation, we've probably been in the same situation where we've got into a team quite young. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to be off year. <laughs> we were playing in the Challenge Cup final last uh, send off. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a big position. You know, and playing in that game and you, you, you're so young. And um, I remember, I remember debut at seventeen, just mm. turned seventeen as well. Mm. I was thinking, you know, playing with all these players, I, I watched them on TV a year or two ago, you know. So that comes with a lot of pressure, but yeah. being at a club like Leeds as well, you're expected to win. So when you do gain that respect of, you know, the senior players, which I felt like I did quite early on, yeah. quite early on, and I was trusted to do to do a job for the team. So yeah. you do everything to keep that as well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do everything to keep that. You probably learn, you learn from them guys as well because... They'd have gone through the same kind of stuff when they were younger because they they've had long 
careers and they've won stuff and they've been through stuff where they've lost finals and loads of adversity. But you just go through journeys every every year anyway. So um I think I think for me the pressure was probably a lot on me because I, I did put pressure on myself because it's not an arrogance or it's a confidence kind of thing. I, I was I, around that time. I, I was a very really good player. Like, Standards, yeah. I had a high standard about myself, and still do now. Still do now to this day. And I think um, when I don't play well, I'm I'm hard on myself. I'm yeah. Really, really hard on myself. Uh, we can go into that um, when around the time where I, I did end up leading Leeds. I think. That's a big thing that we could talk about. Yeah. Uh, that I would like would, would like to talk about. Mm. But um, I put pressure on myself because I wanted to, to be at the top. I wanted to be the best player, basically, mm. and didn't want to let leads down. I didn't want to let my teammates down. So mm. there were times where I wasn't consistent. In work, you know, for a lot of years I wasn't consistent, but um, there wasn't no fault to train. I just think I put too a lot a lot of pressure on myself, yeah. really. Yeah. To it, this should this should be happening where should have just focused focused on winning. Just mm-hmm. that's it. Doing everything with the team. And I think that I think in a couple of years when we did win the grand finals, I thought that that was my mindset. Because mm-hmm. I remember 2012, um we had we had Care, we had magazine, we had Rob, they're always on at the same time. So mm-hmm. um I guess my game was a little bit affected from that because I had to defend quite a lot. So it was always going to take energy out of my game. So I knew that um, that that was going to be the case. I was going to be tackling a lot because these are pretty important players. They're going to get spotted. They're going to have to make tackles. So I say, um, I'll say, but I'm sacrificing for the team to make sure that they're they're able to do their their thing without being put under too much pressure. You know, which I always do. Yeah. Um, Just something like that. And then 2015, I think everyone was just. It just clicked for everybody. Yeah, it just clicked a bit for absolutely everybody. Everybody was playing well. Everyone yeah. was consistent, and we just, with our experience um, of previous times where we we have lost or we've won, uh, I think that helped during that back end of that year because we were struggling after the cup final. Mm. Um, people think it's yeah. uh, people think that was an easy game, but every time you play at Wembley, right, it's it seems to just. Take it, it takes you, take, change it, it takes everything away from you. We might have won like 50 nil that year, like, mm-hmm. we that. it's incredible, it was an incredible result for us. But after that, you just feel emotionally drained from it. It's something about that, that mm-hmm. final there, uh, about Wembley. It was even like uh, last year when we played Leeds in, 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 in such strange circumstances, with no yeah, crowd or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's still tough. Was it similar? Yeah, it's still tough. After the, after, yeah, the, the, the week after, just felt like mentally drained from it. But um, for me, it's just, like I say, I just put, I put tons and tons of pressure on myself to mm-hmm. perform. And I think sometimes that affected my game when I came, mm-hmm. where I should have been a lot more confident about myself. Yeah. And just thought, if, if this is going to happen, I'm not going to push myself too hard where I'm going to end up making mistakes. Yeah. I'm going to let the team down by doing something. Which people expect me to do. Yeah, yeah, I should yeah. just do yeah. my job. You yeah. know. So man, there's um there's a good book on, on what you're talking about and I sort of wish I'd read it earlier. Um but it's called in a game and it's and it's um it's something I read or listened to 
I'll get up. <laughs> I'm, I was looking for you. Last year, I listened to it. And um, I mentioned this before on the podcast, but it's taught, he breaks it down in sort of, he uses the medium of tennis. And it talks about being self one and self two. So there's two versions of yourself. Self one is basically that expectation side of it, the voice in your head that's saying, got to do this today, got to be this good, got to make sure I am front up in D against this certain player, I've got to make sure I'm moving this quick after making tackle, all these different things that you, you know, like you, you sort of visit in the week, you know, like yeah. in video. But it's all sort of that expectation side of it, it's that, um, that voice that's, that's, that's sort of racking up the nerves and, and um, it thinks it knows what it's doing. It thinks it, if it talks more about it, it thinks if it knows exactly what position to put its body in when it's tackling or whatever, yeah. then it thinks it's got it covered. But in reality, it's the self too, which is just takes over. In the game, you'll know before a game, like you're thinking about different things, you want to be talking to people, you're tipping each other up. But if you're on, when you go into playing a game, everything just works. You know, like yeah. everything just like clicks into the gear. Yeah. You're in flow. Everyone knows what each one's doing. And it's sort of like talking about relying on self too, rather than thinking about this self one that's talking and oh, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to make sure I get this right today. Or last week, fine, but I need, I need to make sure I do this. Do you know that sort of narrative or that, that journey that you go on your head? Yeah. And I sort of wish I'd have, because I completely relate to you where you where you're talking about the pressure and the expectations. Because I almost like I'd be like, I need to think about this to make sure I get it right. Or I need to rehearse it in my mind or whatever. Yeah. I've already done it. I already know there's, there's a version yeah. of it in the house. Do you know what I mean? He knows what I'm doing. And I, I'd be so I'd be so flipping ever since I played when younger, I never wanted to play soft. I never wanted to have an off game. I never wanted to let myself down. I might say that my team now. Yeah. She's that keen to do it. But if you if you get in that mode or you allow yourself, it's more like letting yourself get into that mode where you just go to feel like I'm not doing, you know. Yeah. Cam Watkins is looking, you, you, you know, you want to do and whatever, you've got the footwork, which you know, you never think before you go and put a step on, you never think I'm going to step in like this to you. just no. go to it and it just happens. You just react, yeah. It's, just just, clear, actually, really. it's, yeah. it's a great, it's a great book or it's a great, like, you know, because you, you didn't think yourself, so I think you'll get a lot from it. Just to show, fucking hell, I've yeah. done the work. This is it. It's like Mayweather's like nervous, like, gets, do you get nervous before a fight? It's like, no, I've done everything. Done the work. Yeah. Done the work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think definitely, I think, um, for me, I've worked, I've, I've worked incredibly hard. But then, like you say, you tell yourself things, I always tell myself mm-hmm. things, I write stuff down, certain things like, right, I'm going to do this today, yeah. like, um, this is what I need to do. Yeah. And then when you get on the field, it's just gone, like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> it's completely gone, and then yeah. um, you're doing something else yeah. with it. It's but like, whereas I've left it, Whereas I've left it and just been calm with everything and think, well, well I've done that prepped at the best I can. Um, game plans, everything, everything sorted. Yeah. I'm ready to play. Yeah. That's, that's when I play at my best. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But when I overthink it, yeah. overthink it too yeah. much, saying, I need to do this and I need to do that. Yeah. 
I think when I, when I do that, I think I'm thinking about what other people's reaction will be. Mm. That's probably been my concern a lot. Mm. Whereas I just think, you know, for me, it's just I'm going to do what's right for the team and do my job. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. Like you don't have to think. Right, I need to carry another five times. Yeah, this time. need to make forty tackles. I need to make forty tackles. Yeah. You, 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 if it comes to a point, you're going to make forty tackles. You're going to make forty tackles, but you don't set yourself out to say I'm going to make forty yeah. tackles. Yeah, I think I think that I think it's underrated actually for rugby league players. I think people underrate the actual exertion of it. Do you know what I mean? Because it happens every week. You think about boxers and, uh, you know, it's one-on-one -on -one and they you know, if you're top flight boxer, you're boxing what, six, every six months, eight months, two million a year. But we'll believe like it's every week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's, and like you say, after, after these big games, Wembley, and you've got to do it the next week after. <laughs> like, even, you know, yeah, even when you, uh, we played it, she's on a Saturday and you played the final. Mm. I remember we played sometime on Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Oh my god. And when you've won as well, like you're gonna celebrate. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, celebrate yeah. you with victory, aren't you? You're gonna be that Saturday, Sunday. Because if you don't do that, it's like, well, I'm still on the treadmill, do you know what I mean? Obviously in the yeah. treble we're like, right, I've well, one good night out, we'll do it, we'll have a good time of it. And then I think I think we had I think we actually had Saints a week after on a Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Um and I think just after those games, it's like, the best way to explain it is just a bit like, obviously drained, and the best way to explain being drained is like, just less bounce or less reaction from stuff happening around you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, we've got, you know, we've got to go for this weekend, or it's like, stuff usually where you're not being drained as much takes a lot more effort or yeah. push, yeah. you know? Because you put, yeah, you put so much into a, a, a final. You put everything into it. So it's like the week after, it's like, you can't, you can't, you, you've got to raise yourself to that level again. And it's like, you, you're taking yourself out of it because mm -hmm. the, the final in itself, the whole emotion of traveling there, just being mentally prepared for it, basically, for it. And then obviously going through the game. Mm -hmm. um, We've been there when we've lost as well. It's just the same kind of reaction, really, from it. We were saying. Adding on that, we've been lost as well, so you want to react a bit yeah. better to it. You're probably, you're probably more likely to win after a final if you've lost. Yeah. The other week after. Yeah. I think, I think we've done that. I think we have done that more. Mm. Um, I think when we've won, yeah, so we won the two Challenge Cups. Yeah. And then we've lost. I think 15 we lost three games on the bounce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and it was the same 14 as well. Mm. Because it, that was a big hoodoo as well, because you know, we, we'd lost the last four or five. Yeah. And then uh, we finally won it. And then we finally won it. And then after that, we just couldn't, we got no time to play us the first, the first week. Mm. So I think, um, yeah, mentally it just makes it, 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 it drains you a little bit. Just shows it just how, shows, how yeah. big the mental game is. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like how to address it and what the best thing is to do around it. It probably don't get as much attention um, as it should do. Yeah. Um, I mean, you mentioned Lee's there. Like, you know, what, for you, what what was that year? What was that time where you know you, you left Leeds? Like, what what was the thinking around it? And um, I think uh, well. Off the field, it wasn't it wasn't great at all. Mm. I think um, 
2018, uh, I got made captain. And I didn't expect it at mm. all. Didn't expect it. Honestly, I thought you'd get it. You'd got it. Honestly, I, I really thought you'd got it because it was it was bound for you. It was like it was it was said through the years that you get it. You had that them traits of, of, of a leader. And don't get me wrong, I'm like. I, I do see myself as a leader, but you don't, it's like you don't, it's like you don't, you don't go to people and say, I'm a leader. Mm. You just are, you know what I mean? You grow into one. Mm. Like, I felt like I'd grown into one. For sure. Absolutely. Like, when, I, when I was there the first time, I was just, I wouldn't say a word to anybody. Like, mm. I'd just go out there and do my job mm. and then get in the respect that, um, that I needed to get because this team wanted to win everything. So you needed to earn it. Um, but then when them players are gone, then players are going, then players are retiring. It's hard to then replace that. I think it has been a big transition for that club for, for a long time. So I got made captain um, and I felt the first year was great. The, the start of it was great. I was playing well. But, but the team was was inconsistent. Um, I think you'll just come back um, for a while out, didn't you? Yeah. From you um, shoulder. shoulder, I think yeah. it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And... Um, we, we we were playing all right. We were playing all right. We weren't playing bad, but we just weren't getting the, the results. Um, a few drop goals, yeah, a few drop goals. A few games where we lost. Um, there was the cast game, obviously. I missed three kicks, like three conversions from the from touchline, and ultimately that that ultimately that cost us the points. But probably set up a few Tried, yeah. Well, that's the part. It's hard again. We were losing quite 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 early there, and we got ourselves back into it. So. It makes it even more painful that, that we, we did win that game. Then um, the kicking wise was then good because we had two games. I don't think people realised we had a game against Wakefield. I think it was a week or two after, yeah. and I, kicked, I had to kick a goal to be two points ahead, mm. and we won that game. And then there was one where I needed to kick a goal to draw against Huddersfield, yeah. and then there was whole KR as well. We had, a, I think, we had a week off. Yeah, uh, I think we got knocked out of the cup. Okay, 18. We played them at their place. It was close, but we had a penalty. We had a penalty, yeah. and I could I keep that as well. So I felt like I did mm. redeem myself in that way and mm. practice so hard on that to make sure that, I, that when that pressure and thing was on, I do it because it's a big responsibility, I guess. But I felt as captain, I needed to do that. Mm-hmm. But then uh, we play Castle Magic Weekend, and then the ACL and. Um, a lot of the time, I just I covered I covered it like I covered how I felt about it, um, and I struggled really bad with it. Struggled really bad because I felt I was in a really good place. I was playing at my best, yeah. playing at my best, and I had a really good World Cup before mm-hmm. before then, and then I just got knocked straight down. But I hit it really well. I hit it really well, especially from the, the lads. I looked, you know, I looked coming in to yeah. see the boys, but could make that right influence with the boys. Mm-hmm. Because um, they were playing and I couldn't make an impact on the field, really. So, yeah, I struggled with that. I struggled a lot with that. And then sometimes the hardest thing that in it when I mean, I've, fucking, I've been injured more and I've probably played now. Um, but when you get injured and you're finding a way to have an effect, or you, you need to put your energy into something, yeah. that's what I probably one of the hardest things. I've found because you've well, I've been working through this. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I yeah. like, what do you mean? I can't, I'm not playing, I'm not going out 
um, and training as hard as I can and then picking your bag up at the end of the day feeling like I've, do you know like, Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. No. I think, I think, I think for me, I think it was just a different, it was a different situation with obviously being captain as well of a big, of a big club and the, that's pressure in itself because of the success that we've had throughout that decade. You have to try and replicate that. So I always said to myself, I wanted to help bring this next group of players up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I needed to get my get my side right. And um, at the time, I was in a good place, but then the injury hit. And then probably I didn't react the way um, I should have because I've had them I've had them type of injuries before, but it's totally a different case because it was ten years it was ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like 19, 20 or something like that. So at that time I didn't think of anything mentally really that not affecting me that 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 time because I felt like I got time to get back. Part and, parcel. and it's part and parcel of it. And during this time it was an important time because um I was at the prime I was pretty much on the prime really. Mm-hmm. And then um yeah, I think a lot of things, you know, a lot of things happened off the field as well, which, um, yeah, which, which ultimately broke up my marriage. And I've only got myself to blame for that. I've I hold myself accountable for the actions that I did and, and, and taken there. And I wanted to make it right for my family, you know, after, 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 you know, doing something really stupid. And, you know, it all was in between getting back playing, getting back doing rehab on my own, doing everything to try and get back. And ultimately, I came back too early. Mm. I just thought, I need to play because I can't deal with all this stuff at home. Like, I need to play. And I'm captain as well. Like, I put pressure, again, putting pressure on yourself yeah, to get yeah, back yeah. playing yeah. Yeah. and you know, being the feeling that, oh, I'm going to take a couple of games. It's going to take a couple of games to get back into it. But there's more than a couple of games and I just thought there's something that, you know, there's something up back, I'm not right. Mm-hmm. So I took two weeks off, like two weeks off I didn't play. And um I got I got an injection and everything in the knee and stuff like that. And then I felt ten times better from it. But then I still wasn't performing. So something just went quite right there. And um I remember have we played have we played Wakefield? I remember it like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Played Wakefield and um we got beat, we got beat pretty well. And I remember we, I missed about six or seven tackles. And it was all to the same play. It was all to like, uh, build a two-pound. Yeah. And he just ran, up, ran over the top of me. It was just so embarrassing. The crowd was on me. Um, and just like, that, that's when I hit rock, 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 rock on. Like, um, I've never really said this to anyone before, but I, um, that weekend, I planned my suicide. After that, so I plan I plan my suicide after that because I've had them I've had them situation before where I felt like why am I going to what's the reason for me being here because mm. I just felt at times that there's a lot of times where you feel real low and then you question yourself like why 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 am I here but then it's my kids and everything I think my kids keep me here yeah. and have kept me here. Mm. Um, but it got to a point with rugby though. That that was a situation with rugby, rugby, but on top of everything that was going on at home, like we were trying to work things out. But ultimately it was it wasn't gonna happen, it wasn't gonna work. We tried for a year or two to try and make it work and it just it didn't work. But um 
on top of that, the rugby was affecting me massively as well. And it got to that point. So I just thought, rugby is getting to that point where I'm planning to end my life, you know what I mean? And I couldn't believe it. Like, I couldn't believe I got to that situation with rugby. But on top of everything, everything on top of it probably compounded that. Just before you'd had the rugby. And yeah. The sort of mental health issues and trouble at home. Yeah. Stuff, and then it's sort of balancing out. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely balanced, balancing out because I didn't think, I didn't think the rugby side of it affected my mental health early on. Whereas it was compounding massively around that time. So then it all, obviously, everything um, came out about me going and, um, yeah, it was a hard, it was a hard situation uh, for me because I just saw it coming because I wasn't playing well. I was struggling at home um, and they knew that and Kev and Gary, they knew that I was, that I was struggling at home. So, um, obviously Gary came in and we, we had a chat and everything about, because um, I didn't, I had signed a new deal and everything the year before, before I got injured and everything. And obviously they didn't want to partake in that, that deal anymore. Mm. So um, I think, in the, I guess in the way that he, he he did things and said it and said it to me, because I felt like I gave that much time to the club. But at the same time, I'm thinking they've got to do what's best for the club as well. Mm. Like it's a business at the end of the day as well. So for me, it was just the way he interpreted things, which made me think it's probably best if I go, if I move on. Mm. And get myself right at home as well. And if we go away from everything, try a new experience, a new different place, then hopefully that can can help. I think it did. I think it did for me anyway. It did for me. I think it was tough for self and the kids loved it. The kids loved Gold Coast. It was great. But at the same time, like I say with Leeds, like it didn't end how I wanted it to end. But I've not I don't have ill feeling towards Gary or or Leeds or anything, anything about the club. I've never backed the club or anything like that. I've always got that love and respect for that club because it's given me yeah. memories that I'll never forget. Plus, it doesn't last forever either. Like it, it doesn't, and sometimes it has to be that way, and that's part of life. So for me, I know, uh, I know my parents and um, Soph wasn't happy about the situation, but. For me, I'm really, I'm, I'm a pretty chill guy. So I just basically just let it slide and yeah, just moved on with it. Just thought, look, this has happened. Move on. Like, move on from it. Be a good person. Be amicable about it. Because anyone could have just gone and kicked off about it. Yeah. Sort of the altered press and everything and all that stuff. But that's just not me. I just mean, I've got too much respect for that, them people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, on, they were open and honest with me with how they felt. So I just felt I needed to move move on forward with that. But we did that in the film. Um, probably rushed it, because I went into mid-year. Probably rushed it. I was thinking at the time it was a good idea because I wanted to sell into the Gold Coast. But I wasn't even right playing. And that really, they didn't even want me to play Gold Coast during that year. They didn't want me to play, but I said I wanted to play. Just get, just, yeah, they said get yourself right and everything. But I just said, I want to play. I want to see where I'm at. And first couple of games, I played all right. Like, First couple of games, they were a team that was struggling as well. Like they were struggling, they were probably in the worst position than Leeds were. Yeah. So I got into yeah, a yeah, situation yeah. where I got there and I, I was told, like on the way to the Gold Coast, I'll get driven, driven over after getting picked up from the airport, that 
laying on the coach and everything. So it's like, if obviously the coach didn't, wasn't involved in getting me, I spoke to Marvin Inga because he's yeah, he yeah. like on the cultural side to it. So I spoke to him, really. He didn't speak to the coach or anything. I'd probably had like one or two sessions and then they played that weekend, that first week I was there and they lost and they were gone. So, yeah, so, yeah, it was pretty, it's pretty crazy to be honest. But I got there and I think the whole, the whole environment wasn't in a good place, but there was a really good bunch of lads there, really good group of lads. And you see how they're going now, they're going really good at the minute. And uh, I think Justin Holbrook was massive for them coming in. He was, he was huge for me anyway for pre-season. He helped me out tons, man. Mm. He's, he's, good, he's a good, good coach and a good fella. Mm. But then obviously, um, COVID hit and that, and we ran out of time in, uh, so decided to call it quits basically mm. for, for our relationship. So it was always going to be a situation where I'd have to come back. Yeah. Well, I came back earlier than I expected, but with yeah. COVID and everything, my dad ended up getting it, my dad ended up in the hospital and everything. So, um, she herself had issues with her family as well. Um, her stepdad was really, really ill and, um, fortunately passed away as well. So, um, we're going through a lot, both of us. So we, we, we decided to come back and yeah, from that, from that there, then I knew my life had changed. It, it had, it had to change because we weren't going to then live together. Mm. Then it was just like, I, I came back early because of my dad and then she came back with the kids and everything. And then we just like separated and just like split. So then it just happened like that. So yeah, uh, been a bit of a whirlwind the past couple of years, definitely. But through surprisingly, surprisingly, surprisingly with lockdown and everything, I've been good. You know, yeah. I've been good with like, because uh, I, I do like, I do enjoy my own company. Mm. And I think at times I was in an apartment in, in Manchester when I signed up to run out. Then finding out we're going to get paid. <laughs> um, that's another thing. That's another thing to talk about as well. Um, yeah, um, and that all that all went pretty crazy. But um, on top of that, obviously lockdown and everything that happened, it's always going to affect people. But I felt like I dealt with it really well, to be honest. Dealt with it really well because I felt I'm in a new situation here. I have to accept. I have to accept this accept this situation now and deal with it. And try and deal with it as best as you can. I know you've done all the, you know, the tasks that you do every day. Yeah. You do with Alan Johnson. That's what I've done a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And he's reminded me of similar kind of traits that yeah. we've put in, in yeah. into the show. So that's why I'm really deep into it now. Class. It's been good. Yeah. Mate, I, um, fuck, you know what? When you're talking about that, when playing Wakefield, I must have been Wakefield. Um, what I can remember. I can, I think I messaged you. I don't know if you can, but I messaged you. I think I saw you in an interview. I don't know if we played, we didn't play Bradford a bit that year, did we? Okay. Yeah, we did. We got we one type of cup, didn't we? Is that, is that yeah, that year? That was that year. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'd seen you on in an interview because I, I fucking probably won't play. Um, and I'd seen you on an interview and I thought, fuck that. I just, I could just tell. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I just tell. I don't know if that's in the same vicinity or, or a week before or whatever. It'd have been around them times though, because yeah. I think we played Blake early on and then we had a couple of weeks off. And then um, I don't know whether it was the month after we played Bradford in the Cup. Yeah. It was like April time. Because that were, as you know, that was looking 
a chance there for a cool one to, to oh, yeah, and, yeah. And do some Yeah, definitely. Um because I don't want to just let go of um, Dave Ferner as well. Yes. Because of that following week, because then Rich came in. Yeah. And yeah. the first game was obviously against uh, Bradford in the Cup. Yeah. I yeah. think here we go, here it's going to be. I think I think we put we put a couple of younger guys in as well. Where I went all week, I went all week saying, "Look, you, we can't we can't be complacent here. Like you can't like Leeds and Bradford. We played Leeds and Bradford games early on in our careers, and how big it is. Yeah. Their emotion would be sky high. There are loads of fans there. Mm-hmm. Also, it's going to be a it's going to be a hard game. It's going to be hard to win. I think we just didn't deal with it. Emotionally, we just got it winding us up and everything. And reactions of the younger guys, I just think it was just inexperienced yeah. on top of that as well. But us as senior players, we have to be accountable for that. It's a lot. It's a lot. Sometimes it's it's, it's just as much playing a top flight flipping team, whether it's another team or best team in Super League. It's a lot when you, you've got that occasion. Uh, and it's a team like Bradford where the, the rivalry goes back flipping. Hundred years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The the amount that you got to deal with, and that do that is there. That's not on the training pitch. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like they're playing with your emotions, they're playing with your head. Like it's not. It's not just from the league. It's yeah. more to it. It's more to it. Yeah. You, you, the game. The, the game is. It is so simple. Mm. But there's always there's elements. There's elements that that make an effect on the team. So we know that we played Wigan, but you know, Wigan back in the day, they were just, they're still now, they're, they've got that physicality about them, like they, they try and intimidate you. Mm. And um, and it was big around that time because, you know, when they were, they, they were being, they were successful, they'll get to finals and everything. But it was, a lot of it was down to their physicality. They were just a lot more physical than a lot of teams, but emotionally they get, they get at you. Yeah. They get at you as well. So you had to, when we played against Wigan, we, You'd have to control them and my emotions. And I felt during the years we we carried on playing them and we would be right for some really good results against it because we dealt with we dealt with their uh, the yeah, the reaction of of what they're gonna bring to us. You know what's coming. Yeah. You know you know everyone's got the experience, you know what's coming, right? They're gonna get they're gonna get out of you. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna hit you hard and it's gonna be a tough one. But if you if you control your emotions and stay doing your job, then it usually comes out pretty good. And they go, what? I didn't expect that. Didn't expect that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't expect that. Um, so what? So obviously that time when I noticed it, I seen it. I was fucking. Um, and you mentioned that you, you planned it. Like, how did you move past it? What happened there? And it was. Um, I think we've. I, 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 it was something to do with uh, my oldest son, Andre. Mm. Um, now he's he, he's a funny character, but he can read me like a book, right? And he's only eight years old, but he's, um, I think around that time, he's probably about six or seven. But yeah, um, I just looked at him and I just, he just knew that, he, he, I think he knew that something was wrong with me. And, um, you know, like, now and again, sometimes I'm pretty grumpy, but he, he called me Mr. Grumpy like, <laughs> all the time. He was keep, constantly keeping me calling me Mr. Grumpy and smart. Oh, you're just, you're, you're it must be man. bad. Yeah, it must, <laughs> yeah. I must be bad when you're saying that. But I'm, I'm, I'm a fun dad. Yeah, I can't, you know, I've always had fun with him. And um, I think for him, I think I just saw the kids and everything and spent a lot more time with them um, because I was just solely focused on the rugby mm. and 
I'd always be the first one in, and um, but I'd always then at the end want to get the would get the boys after school and everything. So uh, I made sure I get out, I got out at the right time. And yeah, I just think we like picking them up after school and everything, and then just knowing how their day's been. Like I wouldn't want to if I'm if I'm going to go, like I'm going to miss out on, and they're going to miss out on as well. Like like I couldn't like in the end of the end of the day I couldn't. I couldn't go past that point, but I got to a point where I thought I'm planning it here. Like I had, a, I had um, the old house. I had a garage conversion, so I planned to do it in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, bring it down and everything. So um, it just got to a point for me that weekend. Um, seeing the boys, I think the boys just kept me from not pushing it to that next step. But yeah. I struggled to speak about it. I've never really, I've never really brought that up. I've only brought it up to my mum. Yeah. Do you know? And I've probably not brought it up. I've not really brought it up to self, you yeah. know. So, but I found that difficult to do that anyway because we weren't in a good place yeah. anyway. So I wasn't, I wasn't going to bring that, that up really. But then, yeah, on top of it, I think even uh, we played that game, we played that game against Wakefield and Zach was, uh, Zach Eilick, I'm pretty close with him. Mm-hmm. He was just texting me and ringing me and saying, You're all right. Like, you're just not, you're just not, not been safe, like, for the past couple of months. And I was like, No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not great. I'm not great at all. So I just tried to get, I did get help, like, you know, um, they get a lot of help with it um, during that time. But then at the same time, then being like told that you weren't going to, they weren't going to go ahead with the, the new deal and everything that everything just changed and I just thought I needed to be past it and go go elsewhere. So yeah. yeah. Mate, I just want to say like fucking there's gonna be people listening to this, right? That just feel like they can accept. Do you know what I mean? I don't, well, I want to talk a little bit about the progression of you and then yeah. you know what you've worked on and, and where you're at now, what's inspired you, but there might be people listening to this or hear about it, I don't know, that just go, fuck, all right, I can, I can accept, because I think that's the issue all the time, right, you're going through it, but you can't, you can't accept it, or like for me at the start of 2020, I'm just like, wow, what the fucking hell is going on, do you yeah. know what I mean, I'm like, this, I'm saying with you, in terms of expectations, this should not be fucking happening, Yeah, I cannot let this be happening, to me now, this is the worst fucking possible time. Yeah. I feel fucking, yeah, I remember I were, I were on a spin, I was fucking like, it's like the world just fucking shrinks, in it? Yeah. And that, you know, you, you're in this, it's like you're in this fucking cocoon and it's like everything's, everything that was out there for you before, it's just, it felt shrunk down for me. Yeah. Because of where I was, or what expectations and what were happening. I think I, you know, played boxing there, a couple of friends and got my match, and I was like, all right, this is it now. Yeah. And I've had that many fucking slipping at injuries and, you know, all that. And it's like, all right, this is it now. Fucking, this is where the stars are aligning. Yeah. And this is when it's going to happen. And then I've got those concussions. And I was like, fuck off. Yeah. Do you know? I was just like, fuck off. And um, it, 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 it 
put me to a a, a real stretch. You know, the were not not coming on. Um, I was sat in dark and that, totally because of the lights, but also because of to know what to do with myself. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it and it 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 can put you further than what you're used to. You know, I'm, I'm used to dealing with physical injuries, used to dealing with the mental side of it. But sometimes, just like anyone, it can be too much. Yeah. You know? I'm here. Um, so, yeah, just by you saying it, and what, what I, I guess what I started out saying is is that you're accepting it. I don't know. You, yeah. you just got to fucking, it's happening, and you've got to accept it because you're not, unless you start to accept it, it's not going to turn. Isn't is it? No. Like, I think I think all year last year, even when the lockdown was happening, and I was doing pretty well. I was thinking I'm accepting, starting to accept it a little bit more, and it's still it was it still has has been a progression for me to accept it. But I'm at a really good place now where I've accepted that, and I've not gone and spoke about what I have spoke about to many people. But the fact that I've, I've had, even if even the fact that I've done I've, I've done it on here like. I've been able to be vulnerable and tell you that situation and think, yeah, I, I, I was in that position. Yeah. And now I accept it as a as a man that people go through this thing, it's life, like it's life, like um and I think to myself it's there's a lot more worse people than what we we are now. Mm. And they go through tons and tons of stuff but it's i know there's a lot of people that do go through them things and they're like the happiest people in the world as well like they've been, they've been like there's loads of people like especially like third world countries you see a lot of a lot of young kids and stuff like that that like they're not even getting fed or they're not, they're not getting water or anything like that but they've got a big smile on the face you know what i mean like yeah. they're they're really grateful for their life mm-hmm. that they're in the in the life and I was, I was watching a podcast, I think well, it wasn't to do really with like mental health, it was more mindset and everything. They were speaking about uh, about us like being in, in this life and being in the world and what are the chances. Yeah. Um, and I was saying it's like a one in a billion chance that we like someone could be born. Like yeah. we've got to see, like we, we we're so grateful that we're in we're, we're in these mm. positions and I think Big thing for me that I, well, the reason why I did the um, the page was I'd been debating it all year to do it, like, mm. but I just want to help people, like anyone that that uh, that is struggling, and because I know I've been through it and I've accepted being through it as well. So anyone that needed advice or just a bit of motivation, just something that need pushing, I'm not um, really pushing it to anywhere. I'm just I'm just Point it out there that yeah. I've been through this. I've been vulnerable. I've been through this position. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like I can give you that advice and help, or it's it's there. It's like some, someone to that's there. That ain't gonna. There's no one gonna judge you. I'm like, I'm not gonna judge anybody. Like if I have conversations on that on that page and um, messages and all that stuff. Private, it's confidential. It's like I never go and then express it to everybody. Like if they want that private, but if they didn't, then happy enough, fair enough, I'll, I'll do it. But 
I know it's important to people that um, they're set, they're comfortable with being able to talk to someone about it. Yeah. Um, and I feel I feel like we've got a good platform, like you've got an amazing platform here that that's just helping tons and tons of people. You know, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it's big, a big thing because I've been able to tell Andre about how I felt at times. Mm. I've been able to explain it in a way that I guess a kid would understand, but then um, they'll realise when they're older. Mm. But then at the same time, I'm able to get his feelings. He can get his feelings across to me. So me telling him that it's okay. Like you might get irritated again. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's eight years old and he's got two younger brothers, three and two. And I bet the drive, the drive, I bet they drive absolutely crazy. I can see it sometimes. Like the drive absolutely crazy. He's thinking I get really irritated. Dad, like like I like to be on my own sometimes. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or even having a friend his age. You know, mm. but he's been hard obviously a lot down there. But back at school, like he's trying to get, he's trying to go on like a play date with his friend and all that stuff like now. And I was thinking. Go, go do it because yeah, yeah. that's that's your time then Find you can out. yeah you, you can play with someone and, and, and be really good friends with them um i think for me it was explaining to him like how i felt like i just explained in a way that like i've got something in my mind like i guess it's like a bug or something like that like i've got a little bug that um that sometimes you'll see me and I feel down or there's no reason for it, but it's, it's just the fact that it's there, it's there. Mm. So I'd always say, look, if you've got something that's bothering you, then it's okay. Like you can tell me it. Um, and I know it's only eight years old, but I want to help young yeah. kids as well, being able to think I'm all right. I'm being all right to tell. Because when I was younger, I found it really hard to tell my mum how I was feeling. Mm. And looking at the time, I was intimidated by my mum because my mum, she set a lot of boundaries. She's very disciplined, but the reason was because she didn't want to want us, like me and my older brother, to go through what she went through. So she set boundaries, and it was difficult for her as well because she was still growing as a person, as an adult as well. And we've had conversations about this over the past few months about it, like how she was back then to, compared to what she was now because she's, she's very fiery she's very very fiery and you don't want to let down you know yeah. and she'd let you know about it you know what i mean but right now she's a lot more calmer yeah and she said she'd learn from from that yeah. so constant progression. constant progression whatever age you are it's constant progression like you learn you learn from certain things i'm just like i've learned so much over the past two years and then through my relationship for like nine years, I've learned so much and I know what's expected of me uh, going forward. So for me, I just want to help people really and make them understand that it's an ongoing journey for everybody and everyone has to learn along the way. Things like this happen in your life. Mm. Like these two years have been the hardest times of my life. And mum was like, in your life, you've got to go through them times so you know next time if something bad happens because ultimately something bad does happen no it's not life's not perfect is it so something bad's going to happen but you're you know now you know how to deal with it and accept it you know for what it is so yeah learned a lot definitely i've like i put it in there like the support of it about my mum 
Because mm-hmm. when I was at my mum, with my mum, because she wasn't working, she was um, she's a flight attendant, so she wasn't flying or anything like that. She's, I think she goes back next week. So it's a big thing for her because she's been off pretty much all year. So, yeah. Um, but when I was at hers, we, you know, we do our own thing, but we go for a chat for, you know, for an hour, we go for a coffee or something like that. Yeah. Like I've never really, like my, me and my mum's type of relationship, it was never like that mm-hmm. early on. Um, I just got on with my thing and she got on with hers and we'd support each other through that way. Yeah. Uh, I just think we communicate a lot better now and then when we're having these chats, I've learned so much about her, yeah. more, more about her, which is incredible, like it's great, like being able to do this, I never thought that would ever happen, you know, but that's, you know, that's my own mother, like, like, like she's really, like, proud of me and the situations that I've been in, she's been through the same, so, like, man, learning about what she's gone through and how she's learned from it. Brings you together. Brings you together, doesn't it? Like, I think like, I'm much closer than uh, to a woman and everything that now. How good is that, though? Like, I mean, talking about the theme there, what you're saying, you know, talking about accepting it. Um, and this is from Alan Johnson and say, like, with, with the accept and control of controllable models that we've put out on the podcast, we've put out on um, his PDS and stuff, but out where, you know, the, the, the men have thoughts and might have feelings, obviously, they've got thoughts and feelings, but they might be dark ones, they might be depressed ones, they might be things which they don't allow themselves to feel. Do you know what I mean? And that's the second way of thinking and feeling which is not helpful. Do you know what I mean? It's not helpful to anyone, it's not helpful to anyone around you. Yeah. Obviously to yourself. But you guys tend to put this pressure on top of themselves to not feel like they are feeling. Which is like we can't change how we feel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We can we can manage how we feel better. We can accept it. We can understand it better. We can um, connect through it by you and your mum. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's there. It's happening. Life's happening. Yeah. If it's good or bad, yeah. It's what you're going to do around it and oh, yeah. about it. Um. So that's made it's class to hear that. Like how it's it's. You know, how you've come back from the other side of the world, speaking to your mum, connecting more with your mum. Yeah. And probably getting closer to to it than you ever have done. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's mega. Um, and, and like, I've got a great relationship with my mum and she won't mind saying it, but she's, you know, suffered with depression all her life. Um, and I think the fact that I saw the ups and downs, fluctuations of her at home when I was growing up, yeah. That allowed me to address what was happening with me a lot easier. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. And it was something that she'd spoke about, like she'd spoke about depression and she'd spoke about when I when I had time to understand it, my old man had talked to me about it. Um obviously going on, what's happened? But what? I only said this, I only said that. Um but it it, it helps or it gives you more ammunition to have better conversations as well, do you know what I mean? Deeper, better conversation. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what's the progression look for, what life for you, mate? Like, uh, you know, you said you spoke to, to Alan Johnston, um, who's a sports psychiatrist. Um, like, what's, what's the, what's the, along with that accepting it, like, what's, what's coming into your life and what have you learned? 
like after or during and in the midst of period? Um, during that time, especially during, during lockdown, I think um, I did a lot of, I probably did a lot of self-reflection really. And I probably never had a really big time to do that. And when I've been on my own, I've been able to reflect on certain things. So then I guess that's probably why I dealt with being in lockdown. I obviously spoke to Alan during that time because mm. I felt like I needed it. I felt I needed that kind of advice to then obviously explain my situation and then see where I can go from there. And it talks a lot about acceptance. Yeah. You're going to go through all these arranged emotions, but then you've got to then get to a point where you've got to accept everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that was progression for me. And then obviously, um, Getting another club, you know, moving to Scotland, obviously we playing at Salford, found a good place for rugby wise, and that helped massively. Then obviously I moved in with my mum for a, for a couple of months because then I got into a period where I wasn't great, like after Christmas, it was like during Christmas time actually. I think we, we went away. Uh, I went away with Sol's family and, and obviously nothing, you know, we weren't together anymore. And the uh, Obviously, spending time with the kids and being there for the kids for, for Christmas and everything was was great. But then I felt at times I was isolating them situations. No fault of their own. It's just you know they the, you know the family are really close. They're really close knit family. And for me, it was just obviously I'm just spending time with the kids and everything. And um, I just felt at times felt isolated, even though like on Christmas Day, it just wasn't the same. Mm. Wasn't the same. And they're going through a lot as well. Like they're going, I understand that they were going through a lot as well. So yeah, I um, after that I just decided to make make a decision. I just thought, well, I'm you know, mentally and struggling at this time. So then I need to go move my mum. My mum just offered, look, move here, get a plan together, mm. see what you want to do. Mm. Like and it was it was changing. It was changing. Every, you know, through the months, it was changing because then a co-parent situation happened where obviously so I got back working. I, I was obviously training and everything, and then we wanted a weekend each with, with the kids and everything. So it was like me; I had to wait, you know, over over a week to see the kids and everything. So that was something that I had to deal with. Felt like I, yeah, I felt I found that difficult at first, but then eventually I accepted that situation because I knew things would change. Things would have to change because I wasn't going to stay. Obviously, you're not going to stay in those forever. So yeah, which is it was great. There, she looked after me. She looked after me, and it was you know, it's, it was it was great there. And, and like I say, we connected ten times better. Again, another bit of progression. Um, but then also, then having the decision to make, say, look, I want to see my kids more. So recently, in the past couple of weeks, I've just moved to Leeds. So. I've done that by myself. So I've done that. I've got the house by myself. Like I, that's something that years ago probably could have done mm-hmm. with all the anxiety and everything that comes in then into place. Mm-hmm. I suffering from anxiety attacks and everything to, to, just to bring up and pay a bill and stuff and all that yeah. stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. That's another achievement for me, being able to then, because I did sort out the apartment when I was in Manchester, but I got help in Toronto from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this time it was like, I'm on my own here, I've got to do this all myself. So, well, obviously, being at my mum's and stuff like that, I was able to save a little bit more money as well, which mm-hmm. helps um, to get stuff in and found a place pretty much uh, straight away. Went and viewed it, and I thought, I'm five minutes away from the kids, 10 minutes away from the kids. Um, and I can move there and be closer to the kids, and I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I felt like this move's been really good for me. I think it, you know, I'm really pretty, you know, fine. I've got a lot of things in now. It's near, near about the ourselves really now. I've really got pretty much everything in. Obviously, with rugby and everything, it, it cuts that time. But yeah. And then spending time with the kids as well. Like, you don't want to be doing all housework mm-hmm. and everything while kids are around. You want to yeah. make the most of it. Yeah, you want to make the, t- the, make the time up for what I've missed as well. Um, and then doing that, so... Yeah, it's been it's been really good. It's again, it's again, it's pushing towards me being happier. You know, I think that's 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 the reason why I moved back because, like I said, during the months I was debating should I get a house in Manchester or mm-hmm. should I move halfway. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I just thought it's a big decision to make. It's a decision to make. And I just thought, what am I, Where am I going to be the happiest? Like, where am I? I'm going to be happy, happiest where I'm in the kids. Absolutely. I can travel to training. Like, yeah. There's a couple of guys that travel to training as well, so yeah. they're not they're not too far away. But, um, yeah. Um, there's more options as well, mate. There's, uh, yeah. Sort of you, you, you went in there too, we saw it last night. Yeah. I seen that a lot of other yesterday. Legend. He's a uh, legend, mate. I'm down the road, so. Yeah, absolutely. We've got, obviously, we've got a. Uh, Sonny and um, Dom's place as well. Yeah, yeah, I've been there a few times now. I met Sonny there as well. Um, yeah. Not seen Dom yet, I don't think. Um, I know he's there and there about, so I'll probably see him at some point. Yeah. They're doing really well with it. It's really nice, nice part of the part of the, part of the, you know the area there. It's really nice to set up there. So hopefully they go really well with that. But then yeah, yeah, just catching up with like the old, you know, the other guys like yeah. myself and Sonny and all that and. Um, It'd just be good to catch up with everybody, connect again. Because I felt I went back to Manchester, connected with my old mates, um, which is very small. I've got a very small group, so yeah. I was able to catch up with them quite a lot. My, my brother as well, like we have, we have very deep conversations yeah. and stuff like that. A lot of it to do with rugby, but of course, my situation as well. And he's in a good place as well. He's in a good situation. He's He's, you know, loved up and uh, in a really good situation. He's working and everything. He's happy. So that's really good. What is it? You know, like, because you, you mentioned before you're an introvert, Carol. Like, what is it? Do you have to, like, formally get yourself out of the house? Or like, how, how do you balance that? How do you manage it? Um, I think for me, when, especially when I'm at home, it's, it's, a, good, it's, it's a good place when I'm on my own, by myself. Mm. Where I can just chill and relax. I don't, I don't put, any kind of pressure on myself. I like I like to read. I like to read quite a bit. Um, watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've only got I've only got a small TV at mine. Yeah. Like I've only got one. So, yeah, yeah. Um, what are you watching? What are you reading? What are you onto? Well, I, I've I've been well. I'm just about finished the uh, Vex King book, The Good oh, Vibes. Oh yeah, I've seen you posted that. Yeah. yeah, is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good, man. It's uh, you know you learn you learn a lot about. You know what he went through as well. Mm-hmm. But he's, he, he, the advice that he gives you on it, it's got some similar traits to you as well. You know that we're bringing in here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just mindset and everything as well. It's like it's just a mixture of everything. What, what do you find YouTube or onto? YouTube is uh, you can find everything on there. Can't you? <laughs> like there's a lot of podcasts and everything on there, and a lot of it was to do like mindset and everything. So like when I, I mentioned about this, uh, obviously. These guys that were mentioning uh, about how lucky we are to be in, in the world, like one in a billion to be born or something like that. Uh, they, I think they're, they're, um, they're business guys. So it's the, the guy that owns um, Gymshark. Yeah. And there's an a ex-footballer 
uh, Rich Fabara. Um, he owns um, Mene uh, Dubois. Yeah, 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 he owns that. So they talk a lot about um, mindset um, and obviously developing a business and everything, yeah. where they started and everything and what they do. So yeah. they, they read a lot of books. They do a lot of audio books as well. Yeah, yeah. They just find ways to keep learn up. about, yeah, keep keep building it up, what they're doing, because they're, they're very successful people. Like, yeah. you know, those guys, he, he, his company's like, a billion, it's worth a billion, I think. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? But yeah, um, I just like to listen to them because they they develop a mindset. Whatever you do, it's developing a mindset. They're not like, this is what you should do, and this is what you should do. You should start it. You should start this clothing company, not promoting saying you should start the clothing company. They should be like, whatever you do, whatever you love to do or want to do, find that purpose. you got to find and, and get, develop a mindset that you want to achieve and then find your boss, find your purpose and everything. And I think they're really good with that. I think I learned quite a lot from from, from listening to them too. And then obviously he's got a few more guys that are on there that, that are pretty successful, but I've not listened to everyone's yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, stuff like that really. A lot of rugby too. Mm-hmm. I like catching up on the NRL and everything mm-hmm. on it as well. And then basketball as well. And yeah. Because when I, I went to the Gold Coast, that's all the boys were doing. Like they all watched Either NBA or UFC. Really? Yeah, they loved it. And I went and I went and played a couple of games of basketball with, yeah. with a, few, a lot of the younger guys anyway. Um it was good fun. It's all around goal course, isn't it? <laughs> basketball. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. We uh let's go for some questions. I hope everyone's got a list list ready. Um just for the mentality podcast listeners, we are going to the evolve. Um, Q&A right now um, we've got one oh we've got some in the chat let's have a look let's have a look <laughs> um, great to have Calm involved just wondering if he thinks coming to an already successful team added to the pressure he felt early in his career and did it surprise him to feel that or did he expect it when signing for Leeds um, I think um, that is a good question. I think for me, when I first came, I think I think it was 2006, I think, when, I think it was the last game of the year. I think Barry, Barry McDermott invited me over, me and my dad over. And it was just the whole atmosphere there. We went for dinner and everything. And, uh, we, um, we watched a game, I think we won, we won pretty easy against, I think it was Carlin's, I think. It was like the end of the season, so I went. I actually went on the pitch and I said hi to Kev on it, and I just thought, wow, that's you know, that's mm-hmm. during them couple of years. I think the the, the year before they they were in the Champions Cup final, Grand Final as well, and then 2004 they won they won the Grand Final for then they won everything for, for such a long time, didn't they? And then oh, that's a long time ago. <coughs> yeah, right? yeah. So how old were you then? Um, so like oh six, I'd have been 15, 16. Played in I played a couple of years. It was like basically, I basically went. I played in the 18s. I was still at school, and then when I left school, obviously I moved back. I moved straight to Leeds. So I moved in with a guy called Graham David. Mm-hmm. He was assistant there. I moved in with John Bastian for a couple of weeks as well. Uh, the first couple of weeks because he got me to do all the the, the camps. You know the the uh, the summer camps. So when I finished school, I ended up doing the summer camps for a couple of weeks, just helping out and everything. Good fun. You know, yeah. good fun. And um, 
bit like at the start, like kind of kind of apprentice kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, um, after that, it was just like a full year. I got involved with the 18s. I started, I started playing the wing and everything, and then uh, and it, John ended up putting me in centre. And it just went on from there. Yeah. Like, I had a great year that year. Mm. Played, started playing 21s, first couple of games, played really well. Straight in full time, first team. So, expectation wise, yeah, I expected it from 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 the day I walked in. Mm-hmm. You just knew like the, the the environment, the like the whole setup, like even the training ground and everything. You think the stadium and everything. You just think wow. it's bang on this. It's like this is my top. Mm-hmm. This like, you can't get any bigger mm-hmm. than this here. Like yeah. England, like yeah, yeah. could get any bigger than that. So mm-hmm. yeah, the pressure was on definitely. It's definitely good to get into the team, but also being consistent and performing as well. Mm. We had some really good memories, though. Really good. <laughs> We've all had some of them, haven't we? Um, Jarrah's got a good one here. Jarrah's got a good one here. Um, what are the biggest differences in feeling comfortable and playing at club level compared to international level? Is it much harder to build up that trust, those players who you'd normally be against on a weekly basis that's a really good question yeah really good question I think yeah it is tough I think it is tough because during that time probably early on um, we'd meet up and train and all that stuff and uh, we'd meet at Loughborough uh, University and spend a couple of days there but it was always after we played so it was always difficult it was always difficult for everybody to I guess um Produce them kind of relationships that you really wanted. Mm. It's just difficult, really, anyway, because you can't fit it in. Because we play that many games <laughs> at club level, you can't fit everything in. Like you know, like the England stuff this this uh, this season with the World Cup coming up. We obviously, had the session last uh, last month. It was good. It was good to see everybody. But obviously, COVID related. Like we've had to sit separate, separate, and everything. It's just like it doesn't help really. But. The different, I think, the difference, obviously, with international level, is you get you get very, especially when you play against the bigger teams, the, the, the opportunities there, they're very very limited. So you know that kind of level, it's that kind of intensity that you have to bring. You, you you've got a, the top players, they make it count for them small situations. Mm-hmm. So like the World Cup, the World Cup final, for instance, like we had ample of opportunity to to win that game, yeah. and um, they only had a couple of chances and they took one of them. Yeah. But we couldn't take any of them. So I think the difference is, especially with club level, you get a lot more opportunities. Probably not in the big games. The bigger games when you, you um, the intensity is high and um, you know it's going to be a tough mm. one. You know, we've got to have to be on. We've got to be on if we want to win. Mm. Um, it's just about taking them, them opportunities when you can, you know, international level. But like you say, the, um, it was hard. It's always going to be hard because we're not going to get that right amount of timing with them players in the national place. Plus, things change as well. Like you can have players that come in there and are playing really well. We get injured at the end of the year. We're not there, so yeah. it's, it's not a different to club level because you, you you work around obviously your players that they do a pre-season with. So if, if someone gets injured, someone's going to come in and another job, another role. So we've got. I try to instill that into the international level, but it's, it, it, I think it's, it's difficult because time then. it's time in it. You need to put time in it, and we haven't got time because mm. we're playing. Mm. So even like we're trying to meet at this one, I think it's, I think it's going to be difficult to do that because we're playing that many games. 
Like we play, we, I think we play, we play on Monday, then we play on a Saturday, and then we play on a Thursday for the next three games. So it's going to be difficult to, to, mm. to get a training session in, really. And like say, the, the week before, you've been gearing up to bash each other, and then you exactly. play on Friday, and Saturday you've got a meeting on Monday, where you've got a meeting. It's like, yeah. Oh, hey, mate. We just got to figure yourself. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But I think that the good thing with that, I think, especially during the World Cup, we did the World Cup, the last World Cup, best eight, eight weeks of my life. Mm. Best eight weeks of my life. Never got bored. Mm. The boys were great. Coaching staff were excellent. It was just a fantastic trip. Yeah, yeah. Just a fantastic trip. That was the best time, one of the best times of my life, really. Mm-hmm. We just won the grand final that year. And then we were going to the World Cup. Like, yeah. it was just, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, Oh, good year. Should have thought been. I should try to play a few more games that year after the final. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how we should have loaded them, but it would have been nice. It would have been worth it. Like, yeah, it would have been worth it. Like the trip and everything. Right. Fuck. <laughs> what if, man, innit? It's next, what if. Next time. Yeah, well, I say what if. Um, clearly, you guys are doing both, both doing lots of admirable work for mental health, but has the stigma actually gone from within the game itself or is the pressure to be a tough guy still there in reality? Mm. I think I think a lot of our players are a lot more open now. Mm. Um, but there is still that kind of stigma there, I think. Definitely. Um, I think that there's a lot of players that still find it difficult to then open up. Mm. Um, I wouldn't tell you the situation I would. Definitely. Mm, a lot yeah. of players would have said what I just said during this podcast. For sure. For um, sure. And players go through a lot. Like, players do go through a lot. Like, like we get it. We, we're in a situation, we're in a privileged situation where we're playing the game, we're playing the sport that we love, mm. and we get paid for it. And um, But we're all human. We're all, we're all got one we really is. Yeah. People think sometimes, well, probably years have gone by, people just think that. Well, he plays rugby. You can get through that, but yeah. we go through hardship as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at home and everything. Like, like even like the Toronto situation. Like, I got signed at Toronto. Then getting told two weeks later, I'm not getting paid. Like, and I left the Gold Coast without any kind of pay or pay or anything. I had to pay my own flights home and everything. Like, that's for that's for people like me, me, the ex, and um, the kids. So I had to put that myself. So yeah, it's I think I think for us, I think especially in our sport, it's a tough game. Like it's a, it's a tough game. It's but mentally, you know, mentally and physically. But I think we can still push a lot of players to then open up. And I'm not saying like they have to. We're not forcing them to do it. We're just getting them to realize that it's okay. It's all right to then say, look, I need this help. And if you want to keep it private, keep it private. Yeah. But as long as you know in your mind that you accept it as a, as a man. I think, yeah, I think a lot, probably a lot of players worry that if they do it or if they, it's not, it's not as easy as just being looked at as weak. It's probably like, does it affect me as a player or does mm-hmm. it affect how I'm perceived as a player or, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, there's elements of that. And I think I think there is elements of that, definitely. Yeah. Because as bad as it is, someone knows that you've been through that situation, it's public and everything. Mm. 
people will use that to advantage in the game. Yeah. Might not mean it, but they could use it, you know. Um I remember when I done I talked about it in 2016, back in 2016, and I'd come back splitting start of 2017, and I was like fucking fired up trying to make sure it wasn't a thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like to uh like this don't fucking mean do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I remember the first few games like like bashing blokes just because you give me an extra fire, you yeah, know, extra yeah. fuel. Yeah. Um, not that I'm proving something again, but that I'm I'm saying I almost saying you can do it, you can talk about it, but then you can still go and not fuck out the blocks or go and play rugby league. Yeah. Gamble lads, do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's sort of what I was trying to um one of the messages that went in to the game, um, I guess for me. Yeah. Um so yeah, that, it is a tricky, tricky terrain, but it's getting better. It's definitely, definitely getting better. Definitely getting better. And it is a game where you are bashing blocks. So there's, there's and as you say, the game is that close together. It's there's not much room to be vulnerable, I guess, because um, you're getting gearing up to gearing up again the week after. Yeah. So it's got it's got to be an environment. I won't talk loads about it, but it's got to be an environment where. Like Cal said, where it's all right, where those conversations are in a team review on the Monday, just as you talk about your D or, or your attack. Because um, I've spoken about it quite a lot, but it, it creates a better environment and people play better when they've been vulnerable and when they know each other and when they connect with each other after doing it. Yeah, um, for better. sure. Um, <laughs> Obviously, this week we are doing a resilience challenge. Um, Mortality and Steve has touched on the amazing 2017 grand finals from my perspective. As a teammate, at what point in the week did you realise he would play and what were your thoughts when you had him there alongside you, despite his dislocated shoulder? That's a really good question. Very good. Tell me, Cal, what, what was that like? Oh, shit. Pretty crazy, wasn't it? Because um, obviously you did that, you did your shoulder, but... You was pretty, you were pretty much going straight to hospital, didn't you? So we didn't see you after that whole game, um, and obviously how that happened as well. You went off, and then it was like a real intense five, ten minutes yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. Then we we still had to carry on play. Um, we got and through it, and so I was thinking, yeah, and I was thinking, you know, is Stevie all right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. is he okay? And um, I don't know if we came in the day after. We came in the day after, I think. So we did to review it now, everything. And obviously, you know, Mac mentioned about obviously, you know, obviously yourself, obviously going through what he went through that night, um, not being able to put your shoulder back in, and then obviously, of course, it's happened a few years ago as well. Like again, again, I'm thinking this guy can't catch a break here. Mm. Like, um, <laughs> but I knew early in the week, but then you came in. I just, I just knew. I just knew when you came in. Start the week, you walked in, you you're playing your shoulder a little bit, and you're thinking, oh, he's, he's, he's going to play. Like, I knew early on, I knew early from the week that he was going to play. And obviously, we just we just basically looked after you through that week. Yeah, and just, yeah. I, remember, I remember staying there before the game and during the game as well, obviously. You go in the scrum, you want me to switch with you because they're going to scrum. Mm. And then they'll, they'll pass the ball out in the, the, the usually middle for them, and it was cast with the middle with the ball in. Yeah. 
So, you know, so you used to swap me. We did it in the game. Yeah. We swapped a couple of times where I'd go into that tackle first mm. just to save you putting that shoulder in again. They can come on the other side and you use, your, mm. use your other shoulder. So just to get you, you through the game. Yeah. Just to get you through the game. But Jesus, man. Not many people, you know, I'm telling you now, not many people do what you do, mate. Like, I think you talked about it, didn't you, about um, when you was younger and you did it when you was younger and then you wanted to get back playing the week or so after yeah. for all this bubble wrap shoulder <laughs> um, pads on and you, like I say you self-reflected that time mm-hmm. and you thought you can do it you know mm-hmm. and you've been through you've been through a lot as well like even that year that 2015 year it was arguably your best year as well mm-hmm. like you were playing you were, you were one of the best players that year and it just it came crumbling down, like but it's just you just like you couldn't catch a break. Like wow. you, the injuries that you had, even like the first grand final that we wow. that we won, you did wow. you just kept your shoulder. Yeah. It's just like Jesus. <laughs> so wow. so so much things that go through. Mm. But yeah, I just think um I I I knew early on when I saw when I saw Stevie early on in the week getting like treatment on his shoulder and everything is thinking yeah he's going to play this week he just I just think he's it's his time someone's trying to stop him but it's his time yeah. so yeah, yeah. That's, it. that's what it, that's what it someone's like. trying to stop him <laughs> yeah that's but it it's, it felt like yeah. so I could I could imagine the, the, the range of emotions he's gone through that and we went and won it as well like no, people don't realise how big that win was like yeah. I know everything happened with like Zach and everything that made a huge impact with Cass mm. that week. It did, but did, they didn't. No one expected us to win that game, no. except for ourselves. That's so true. Yeah, because I said it. I said it. Uh, we played them. We played them at their place, and we we played all right. But it was just a start. We were twenty-four nil down by in twenty minutes again. Mm. And so we just can't do that. Like we can't. We can't, we can't do that anymore. But we got ourselves back into it again and we thought during them weeks as well, teams were getting closer to them. Mm-hmm. And they probably should have lost that, that semi-final yeah. as well against Saints. If, you know, Percy had his kicking boots on. Yeah. Uh, he missed about three or four kicks, didn't he? <laughs> All right. But, um, yeah. Um, I got to that fight, I was confident. Like, when we won the, the, fight, the semi-final at Hull, against Hull, mm-hmm. because that was difficult because we got beat of them in the cup Shots semi, didn't we? Yeah. And we got beat pretty bad. In the second half, in the end, we thought we just need to get through this. We get through this. I feel like we 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 definitely can win it. Said simple game plan: kick them to death, basically. Mm-hmm. The weather's going to be wet, mm-hmm. and uh, we just played it. We just played yeah. the game plan as, as we've done them oh, pretty much every time we've been there. We, I I knew when we were going to win that game when before the night before we were sat in a room. And usually you might get a speaker in, you might get someone to come in and motivate you. Yeah. You might get anyone coming. I remember Matt stood there and said, I'm going for you. It's going to have to come from you what? Yeah. And uh, there was a bit of a silence. And I remember Mandy started speaking, saying, this is my last year, lads. This is my last time that I'll ever play for Leeds. This is, this is the time that we're going to do it now. We're going to do it. And Rob started speaking. And then it started, and I started, started speaking, talking about why yeah. I'm going to play, by yeah. saying I'm going to do anything to, to win. 
flipping. It went. You started speaking. Yeah, speaking it went, yeah, I spoke as well. Yeah, it just went down. It went down the full team. Pretty much. Yeah, and we we left that room, and you know, you talk about vulnerability. Everyone said exactly why they wanted to win it. Yeah, I spoke honestly. Spoke the realest and deepest we ever spoke as a team together. Yeah, and then we knew we after that conversation. After that conversation, definitely. I was, I was. I was pumped. Yeah. I was like, we can, we're going to win this. Like, oh, we, just, we just did everything simple and yeah. we'll, we'll be all right. We'll be yeah. fine. Like, I think I mentioned, I mentioned a lot, just, just a lot about the year before because the year before was a real learning curve for everybody. Mm. I think it, it grew, it grew a lot of leaders then, mm. including myself because I, I just, Mac just constantly was at me just saying, just mention a little thing just mm. before we play because they'll listen to you. Mm. Um, mm. And I felt like, well, like for me, I'd always I kept I could be keep quiet a lot in them situation, and probably that's why I surprised everybody, especially fans and stuff like that. Why why I got made captain? Um, because I, I I like to prove myself for actions, and normally say something which is meaningful, not just for the sake of it. Mm. Um, and that probably that probably helped me. In that situation, become more, much more of a leader because I was just myself. Mm. I didn't make a comment, even when I was a captain as well. I asked advice, I asked Kev, I asked JP, I asked Magsy, have you got any advice for me about being captain? Because like, I didn't expect this to happen. Mm. And they were just like, be yourself. Like, be, be yourself, you, you've got it because you know, you've got to that situation where you can lead, but you've got to lead in your way. So. I think I, what, what, what I spoke about was what we've been through. I think a lot of people did what we've been through the year before. And just like, no one's, no one expects us to be here from where we were. So that makes it more satisfying as well. A lot of people ask me what, um, what was the best year. I, I am torn between 15 and 17. But 17 is just that little bit more special, I think. Do you know why? Because of that, that we went through before yeah. 16. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, 15 was absolutely special. It was, it was fantastic. It was, it was great. We were, we, were building, we were building from obviously one traffic the year before. So it was like it was building. I thought we'll get to that point where we are going to win. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, them players, them big players, big game players, leaders, they were going. So we then the year after it was just bizarre it was just such a bizarre year like magazine was out most of the time as well and he was our captain and stuff like that so he couldn't influence how he wanted to do it um and then obviously when he came back it was like wow i had a great year that year the big games that you just noticed like rob and uh, magazine especially magazine the big games that we played in he'd, he'd turn up every time Mm. It then big games. I've never seen that of that game. Yeah. Like he'd always turn up, and it's like it's something. It was something about him that the big games just. Put, like he gets more of it anyway. You know yeah. what it's like. Like he's. He can he fire himself up. Yeah, he can fire himself up massively. Like, but when he turned up to them big games, he just knew. He just had that. He just had that will to to perform well and be consistent and be the main man. Really, it showed in that last game he played for us. Mm. He was just, he was just, he, he, he was outstanding. It's been a ride. It's been a flipping ride, mate.
okay, we'll go for one more then. We'll go for one more. Um, do you think, Carl, seeing plays have responsibility to be better role models in terms of being open about mental health and the pressures involved being a rugby player to the young players coming through, or is it needed across the board, the players, the clubs, and the I just want to actually mention, Carl, if you can remember that, when you spoke about, this is the thing that I, I, I think people don't realise is that when you're becoming a leader, or when you are a leader, you still have fear. You know what you said there with um, Max saying, say this because they'll listen to you. I think sometimes you've got to be able to, the difference is you've got to be able to go through that self-doubt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, so, a lot of time I'm like, fuck, I don't know if they listen to me. Or, yeah. No, I don't. Maybe, will they, will they listen to me? Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. the question? Yeah, that year. Yeah. I should have to myself all, no, most of the time. Yeah. Because you want to try and get me to speak every week yeah. in the change rooms. Yeah. Um, and you sort of, you sort of think, have you learned that? I sort of thought, have I heard that, really? Mm. Like, I know I've been there a while, but for my kind of personality, my kind of, we're doing things. Um, I still, I questioned it, really. I questioned it. But, yeah, it followed on the year after. I think it just followed on the year after that. Mm-hmm. It works. It works, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think we just we just pushed ourselves to make ourselves better. But that year, the 2017 year, I never worked that, I never worked so hard that year. Just, only the year I had was, it was, it was consistent. I played a really consistent. Yeah, I wasn't great, but I was consistent. But our team was co- just consistent. Yeah. We weren't great, but we were consistent. Yeah. And we were there. Culture, yeah, yeah. It, that that that's all I carried really. Um, but yeah, um, for me, I'd be, yeah, I'd never worked so hard in my life to try and get to where we needed to be really that year. Yeah, and uh, just on the back of that one, Carl, do you think it's senior players' responsibility to? Um, open up about mental health or talk about it? Do you think it's more all the players, clubs and the league too? I think I think senior players have definitely got a level of responsibility for it. I think they really do. I think it gives an opportunity then for younger players to be to feel mm. that little bit better if they are struggling. I think if you if you if you're a, if you're a leader in that sense you look out for people, you know, mm. you look out for people and um, Especially the younger guys, I feel I felt like also connected with everybody that we played with the older guys, of course. But my big thing was helping the younger guys mm. was was being close with the guys, having a laugh with the younger guys, and making them feel good. You no, know, making them feel great, you know. Because you, you, when you're when you're a younger player, I know it's that I was quiet with everybody, but I noticed how Rob was live with me, or Magsy was live with me, or Kev was live with me. They were just, they were there for you, like wherever you needed help. Rob especially, because Rob, like, I spent a lot of time with Rob, right? And Rob, um, we used to car share, we used to car share, um, only about for three, nearly three, four years, mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. So I learned a lot about Rob and how he did things. He's, he's a character, isn't he? He's just, <laughs> he's funny. He just, he constantly made me laugh. But I realised as well how much of a, a a brilliant family man he is. Yeah. Brilliant family man. Just loved loves his kids. Loves his wife. First he, thing you said. First thing, first first thing I'll get in the car with him. First thing he'd do. He just left the house. He rings up and say, Oh, the kids are up. Like, 
you know, he wants to know what, you know, the kids are like. So it's like... Some people are like, fuck for that. Yeah. Like, oh, God. It can be a bit crazy, but he was, he was like that every time. Like every time he'd ring up, he'd ring up, he'd ring up Lindsay and ask her, you know, she's all right, like what's happening there and everything, like what we're having for tea and everything. Just like, he was just constantly, he was on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned a lot of food, obviously playing wise as well, because um, he won't bullshit you. Mm-hmm. He'd tell you the truth, like how he felt yeah. and whether he was happy or not. Mm-hmm. Road rage and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but <laughs> He's, he's, he, he was absolutely quality. And it was the same with like magazine stuff like that. It's so comfortable just to speak to magazine about, about anything, really. Loves his sport. We used, used to have each other because it's already the guy with the lead shirt that I was from like, <laughs> Manchester DC. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we used to have a bit of fun going on there um, with football and everything. So, but yeah, um, I think it's a level of responsibility for, for, all, for senior players, especially when they've been. Because they just express their their experiences with younger players, yeah. but it's a collective kind of thing as well. Because the club got to be responsible for it, yeah. and overall yourself, like you, we can tell you, like you need to get this help. But ultimately, ultimately, it's down to you. It's ultimately it's your choice. Yeah. Like, do you want? You make you realize. Do you, do you want to make this decision? Mm-hmm. Like 2015. Like basically, my mum just dragged me to the doctors, but. I could have just gone to the doctors and not done anything. Like, could have just said, like, I'm feeling this type of way. I need help and everything. But then I could have just rushed it then after and not gone and done counselling or anything or missed a session in counselling. I didn't miss one session. So I made the choice to go and get help. It gives you a lot, it gives you a lot of power, doesn't it? Yeah. It's power back in your hands, even though you feel fucking shit. Yeah. It puts, what, what did you formally do for anxiety then, Cal, when you realise it? I still like I still sometimes suffer from it um, I think early on in January I remember I had the kids and I was I suffered bad, I suffered a bad anxiety attack mm-hmm. when my mum was there and everything so it, it, it did help out in a way it did balance it out in a way but what I've dealt with it better now is I think it, I think it was a confidence issue with me and worrying about um uh, a reaction of someone and when I spoke to my mum about it my mum was like how do you know that they're going to say that how do you know they're going to react like that mm-hmm. and, I, and I always thought to myself you're right you know you've you got to think even if you don't know what you, you're doing or you know what you're saying it might seem silly and it got to a point where I just felt I'm not even going to go to that stage and I'm not even going to go to that stage because I know what's going to happen yeah. But then I do it and it totally different situation. It's like normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like even ringing up to pay a bill, I can do that easy now. Right. Years ago I used to think, how do I say it seems so simple, but how do I say that? Like, how do I say I need to pay this time? Like, what do I do here? Or like I wasn't curious in that sense, whereas now I'm curious now. Yeah. I put it I put it in one of my three words a couple of days ago. I was curious like about obviously this this challenge and what it could do for me. Whereas before I thought, well, this is just a challenge. Like mm-hmm. you ready to you ready to take on the journey? Yeah. The- I'm ready to find out why. Like why? What like it's what it's about. Why is it? What's it gonna do to help me? 
So I think that that's that helps that can help a lot of uh, young players. Knowing that older players they can be vulnerable and they can see how to deal with certain situations and know that it's all right. Like the younger players are all right. The the young the younger players like the playing the game, they're playing the game that they love, they're earning money. Mm. Um it's pressure, yeah. Mm. It is a lot of pressure. And you're gonna go through situations in your life where it's not gonna be great. You're gonna go through some tough times adding on whether it's at home or whether it's in rugby as well or the profession that you do. Mm. You're gonna go through the tough times. It's just being able to again accept that accept that it's all right. But you've got to make that choice mm. to get the help. Yes sir. Definitely. Yes, sir. I think we've um, fucking. Do you know what, mate? I love that. I love that chat. And um, no, it's been great, mate. It's been a it's been a long time coming for. Yeah. For that, and we've had a, a good year. Love that one. Yeah, we've got learned too well. Yeah, too well. Really good. Um, thanks for spending the time with us, brother. Oh, no problem. Anytime. And uh, anytime. Yeah, you're a, you're a fucking top bloke. Top bloke. So you may, I think you're doing really well with this. Um, and I'll just support it any way I can really. But like I say, you want to help people mm. find themselves to that next level. I think that's the most important thing for them to find their happiness. But you can push yourselves that mm. actually a bit more. Resil- resilience and everything, like this challenge is pushing you to the, the next level now. Keep pushing it, everybody. Just keep just keep working hard, everybody that's doing it, everybody that's doing it. Um, However you're feeling, mm. and then three words are really important. You, you, you tired. You, you, you're not happy. Like just, just put it on. Mm. Put it on. Yeah, brother. Accept it. Yeah. Thank you, sir. We'll put all that to the side. Cheers, guys. All right. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us. Um, and yeah, coming to be part of it. We uh, will see you on the on the other side of the challenge, will we? Um, we'll see you there for the free word check-in yeah cheers guys cheers guys